Hi, it's Reverend Kurt Condra at Unity on the North Shore in Evanston, Illinois. Unity offers positive, practical, and progressive teachings that support spiritual evolution and abundant living. You can join us for our weekly Sunday service at 1030 in these days of sequestering. It's by Zoom. Uh, so please visit our website at www.unityns.org and register for the Zoom link. If you missed the service, you can also see the video version of our Sunday lessons on our YouTube channel, Unity North Shore. Again, visit us at our website, www.unityns.org, to see the many ways in which we're creating connection in this time of physical distancing. God bless. This is the last in our series. Our May series was focused on fearless living. And I'm sort of drawing my inspiration from one of the essays that was written by Reverend Jim Rosemarkey. He titled it, If Faith is a Tool, What Does It Do? And I think it resonated with me so much because, and if you've listened to me much before, you know how much I love continuums, you know? Like when we're talking about spiritual growth and development, there is always this, this pull toward evolution. So we, we, we situate ourselves on a continuum as we begin to adopt new and more powerful ways of expressing our, our spiritual beingness, our true divinity, right? So I love this idea of continuums. And that's exactly how he approaches this idea of faith in his writing. When he talks about it as tools, um, I, I, he talks about faith uh, and, and sort of associates it with tools that you would use to build a house, right? There's a saw and a hammer and they have specific purposes. And that in some ways, faith is the same way for us. And what he challenges us really to do, though, is to think beyond how uh, our early adoption of applying faith to creating change in our lives might evolve and become something a little bit more purposeful, more, more beneficial for the planet. And if you think about your early journey in unity, when you first started learning about these principles where what we think and believe out pictures in our lives and we are co-creators of our own experience. As you started moving through that, many of us were very quick to start applying affirmations, you know, affirming what we wanted to see out picture in our lives. Uh, we created vision boards for the prosperity that we wanted to de see demonstrated, right? We were using faith as kind of our tool to bring about change in the outer world that, that we wanted to see expressed. And many of us had lots of success with that. You know, we started to apply these principles and it really worked and that got us excited about this unity path and this unity journal. There was a unity path and this unity, these unity teachings because we began to see how um, spirituality could be practically applied to our, our personal lives. And, and, you know, if we wanted to, well, I'm gonna, here, I'll read you how Rosemarkey sort of describes this phase. He says, uh, uh, we insist that faith's primary work is making things appear and disappear, right? We want disease to vanish, but we want a new job to appear. We want manifest, manifest rain or a large house or someone to share our home as long as we both shall live. Are we magicians entertaining ourselves and others by making things appear and disappear, or is there another purpose? Is making things appear and disappear the primary work of faith? Um, and I know that when I first read that, I was like, yeah, I, I get that. 
And also, I want to be sure that there's room for that, because I think in this evolution, we're constantly going back and forth between those deep, different and deeper understandings. So there may be a time when really my focus is on what can this new good that I want to see created in the outer world, what can that look like, right? So many of our prayers might right now be focused on creating peace and equity and racial justice and, and surrounding and enfolding folks in love, but it's in a way that we're really sort of our first priority is around having that happen in the outer world. And I think what Rose Marguerite is calling us to is a reminder that that's, that's certainly a practice that we can have, but there's a deeper dimension to that. And as we become aware of what's really going on, as we're affirming that kind of change in our world, then we become really more effective agents of that divine power and presence to be expressed more fully in the world. Right? So hear me, I'm not saying that prayers for peace and really intending and sending light to Minneapolis and to the countries around the world where there's all this, um, this, um, this really disparate energy <laughs> expressing, right, where there are riots. And it's, uh, those prayers are wonderful and supportive. But if you go back to what we learned back in those early days of creating uh, treasure maps about what we wanted, what's really happening in that experience is not so much about changing the outside or changing what God's willing to give us. It's about changing our own understanding of what's available to us, about recognizing that the abundance of the universe is here in ways that perhaps we were limiting our ability to experience those before. So it's the same now. We can be praying for love to be expressing and justice to, be, uh, to, to unfold. We can be praying for that but the deeper work is about moving to a space within ourselves where we recognize that we're the ones that bring it forth. We're the ones that express that love. And to be coming from that kind of a consciousness completely deepens that process of allowing it to come forth. And that's one of the reasons that I think the chorus of Megan's song is so incredibly beautiful. So Megan, I'm, I'm going to ask you to sing it again at the end of the talk, because we're going through each of the verses in the song, but would you just share <laughs> with us the lyrics of the chorus and maybe a little bit about what you were thinking when, when you were putting, when you were, when those lyrics were revealed to you? Right. Oh, I, I completely um, resonate and agree, um, Kurt, with, with the, it, it's almost like we were, we've been apprentice apprentices, you know, up till now, that um, when I first came to Unity and that manifestation, you know, spot of like, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, wee, I can affirm and, and create, that was so exciting. But after a while, right, it's like, it's like eating too much candy. Um, that feeling of there must be something more, there must be a deeper level. And yes, to go to that level within of I must become that which I which I want. I become I must become what I want. I must become the peace that I want want to see in the world. Yeah. And then and it's so, there. That's why I like like the lyric is right outside the door. Share the lyric. Share the lyric. Right. So the lyric is um, maybe that's what faith is for, so wild and unexpected, right outside my door, alive and unprotected. Because um, it's faith, and maybe that's what faith is for. Every time I have, and the opening line of the song is, um, when tears or laughter come uncalled and spark a heart 
unknowingly stalled. Every time I, la I, I laugh at something unexpectedly or whenever tears come that I am not expecting, I could be at, you know, at Trader Joe's and tears might come, a song might play or a memory will, or I will see something, you know, they, they have this, uh, now they know that um, when, when you just witness an act of kindness, your serotonin goes up. So to watch uh, someone hand money to a homeless person, all three people in that equation lift, their vibration lifts. So when, when, when I see an injustice, oh, when I watch a, a certain something, tears can't help but come. That to me is spirit, that, that's God. What, what comes up also is this faith in oh, it is possible. Healing is possible, love is possible joy is possible when it comes uncalled. It's in there. How can I access that when tears or laughter come uncalled and spark a heart unknowingly stalled? I don't know I'm pushing that down because I've got a life to get to. And I, and I, I can't, uh, that can't come up, but it's like holding a beach ball underwater with your pinky. It pops up at the most perfect time. Yeah, yeah. And it's that capacity for faith, even if it's as small as a mustard seed, that allows that, that emergence, that that opening of the heart where before we weren't even necessarily aware that we were being blocked. I, I love that first chorus just because of that, because it reminds me that that's a possibility no matter what's happening in my own experience, right? I have right. this ability to be available to it even when I'm not necessarily looking for it, it it's allowed. That, that first lyric is, I think, or that first chorus, I think is so rich and so beautiful. So thank you for- uh, Thank you. For yeah. sharing that a little bit more, because I wasn't, uh, yeah, the depth of that and the availability of us to, to allow faith to move us into that space of being available, sometimes by surprise. You know, we weren't expecting it and bam, that's when it is sometimes most profound and most healing, right? That's yes. When, because the, the, the line after that is, um, uh, when tears or laughter come uncalled and spark a heart unknowingly stalled, and love it, in that instant, love's unwalled, God steps in to break my fall. To God steps in and goes, here's the gift, and, you know, God steps in to break my fall. It's just the line that came and I thought that's kind of unusual, but of course, I, I don't know when I'm on the precipice, you know, but love is unwalled. It's okay to fall in. It's okay. You're safe. Love is love unwalled is the safest place, you know, you can be. It's vulnerable, mm -hmm. but necessary. Yeah. And we have to be at that space in order for it to happen, right? There has to be a receptivity to it, yes. um, especially when we're unguarded or when we are guarded. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. Right. Okay. So that's, we've done the chorus. We've done the first verse. Um, second verse. Second verse is. Um, Show those lyrics. Right. Simply walking, when simply walking down the street, unfamiliar eyes will meet. I could see fear or something sweet. 
when God steps in to move my feet. Again, faith without works is dead. You know, God put, we've, I need to put feet on my faith, you know, um, and I can either move toward, I would never move toward what was clearly dangerous, but to keep an open heart into, just because it's unfamiliar doesn't mean I should be afraid of it. It means here is something sweet. Here is, you know, God indwells everything and everyone. To, and that's what namaste is, right? It's that I, my, the spirit in me salutes the spirit in you, the holy, the divine within me. The divine is with, within all across the board. I could see fear or something sweet. That is my choice. God steps in to move my feet, either toward or away. But oh, yeah. That's what I love about that line, though, because it's not so it's not, you know, in unity, sometimes we get to this place of, you know, it's all love. And so we should embrace right. everybody. But I love the lyric. It's to step in and move your feet. Uh, there are times when it's dangerous and we don't move toward that, you know, when we do need right. to be mindful of what's going on around us. Um, and it, what I heard in that was this beautiful capacity to be completely open and present to the situation. And then through faith to trust that our feet will be guided to move in the direction that really is going to bring about the most love. And sometimes love is setting a boundary. Love isn't always embracing. Sometimes love is being present. So it's, I love the, the way in which you described that wasn't the usual way that shows up in unity uh, in new thought songs, you know, it's usually right. very kind of syrupy sugary, but this is, this yes. provides for a, a broader kind of, yeah, I love Divine that. discernment. Mm -hmm. Yes, yep. right. And that it's through faith that we discern and, uh, and then allow f that discernment to, to move our feet. That right, divine and I discernment, think, God, move our feet. and maybe that's what faith is for, that divine discernment, you know, to have faith in, I'm going to be guided here, um, but it's unexpected, you know, to, to leave that space, leave the room for what is right here. Go within, you know, so wild and unexpected. Maybe that's what faith is for, so wild and unexpected, right outside my door, alive and unprotected, that there isn't this you know, <laughs> you know, I'm well, Irish. Either way, there isn't this holding back and there isn't rushing forward without exactly. having a greater sense of awareness about what's really happening in that situation. Because, you know, yeah, it's exactly. not always I'm going to rush in and be, and it's not like hugging teddy bears every, you know what I mean? It's, hey, the, oh, there's a syrupy it's piece. It's not there. all puppies and rainbows. I, exactly. It's a continuum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's verse two. Uh, last verse. This is. For me, the deepest that I've really worked with. Yeah. The days. When, when shadows fall upon the earth or when darkness falls upon the earth, and this just hit me today, and chokes us of our holy worth, hearts will open for the rebirth when God steps in to heal the hurt. God steps in. God, step in to heal the earth. Maybe that's what faith is for. To not, in, in the darkest times, to maybe have a, 
new idea of what faith is. You know, that it isn't, everything will be all right. I have faith. I don't know. I, you know, they say uh, the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is certainty. I'm not certain. That's what faith is for, is to <laughs> take that uncertainty and go, <laughs> here we go. I'm going to take you someplace. Woo, you didn't see coming. Yeah. Well, um, and the whole, that whole verse, because, I mean, this is a dark time. There's no getting around that. Oof. And it's not as though we've been marinating as a society and culture in this for literally centuries. Um, right. And this lyric sort of suggests to me that, that it is a deeper kind of process. You know, healing is messy often. Yes. Um, and, and this is messy too. And it feels to me like sometimes um, what I want to do, you know, I want to like ascend to Christ consciousness immediately, you know, like I want to be, and unity, I think has a tendency to do this, right? We're going to, we're going to be, this is our, both our strength and our weakness. We're going to come from that place of being centered in the divine and being the presence of love and beaming that out to the planet and helping to transform it, right? And there's value in, in that coming from that place of centeredness. And if we wait until we're at that level, <laughs> before we start showing up in the world and before we start supporting people who are, who are needing support right now, who are needing love, and that, that level of perfection is too high a bar. We need yes. to be able to walk through both of it, you know, to, I need to be able to go there in my woundedness, in my anger and in my frustration. Like that's a part of what I'm bringing right now. And it needs to come out of, you know, some prayerful discernment so that that energy gets directed in a way that actually creates change and brings, makes a pathway for love to express rather than exacerbating and compounding um, the negative stuff that's already going on, right. right? So that's a delicate balance. And we can't wait until we can do it perfectly to be able to start making that change. Now is the I, time. I love the healing piece, the, the, like, the rebirth piece and, yes. and, and allowing the, the divine love to heal the hurt and to know that, um, and to know that there's a part of that healing is in recognizing, going back to that first principle of unity, recognizing our oneness, right? That there are so many, I, I, I just feel like, um, I just feel like in this situation, what has become is like, it, it's sort of a collective, um, a collective culmination. I was watching, uh, Trevor Noah, I think has a beautiful ability to speak to both sides of racial divide, having grown up in mixed culture and, and outside of the U.S., he's able to see the U.S. from a perspective and speak to it in a way that people really get. And uh, as I was listening to him talk about sort of this is a domino effect, that what's happened in Minneapolis is actually um, completely predictable, given that COVID-19 has, um, has affected those who are most vulnerable in our society throughout this piece. And that it's all—it's sort of all a collective piece of it. And so many um, black and brown and people of color know what it is to have that—that that choking feeling and knowing that the injustice of prejudice, right? That's a collective experience. And 
for those of us who have been able to sort of be isolated from that and even unaware of it, that's been, that's been the privilege that we've had, right? Because it hasn't been our experience, we can kind of ignore it and not, and this is bringing it forward in a way that it can't be ignored anymore, right? It's, it's messy. um, But we all have it, we all suffer um, as it gets perpetuated. Um, So that that way to allow that kernel of faith to, to bring forth an awareness that I can't be separate from this any longer, that I too have a role to play wherever I am in this this stew, I have a role to play to play to bring forth love, and however imperfectly I might bring that forward, um, it, it's it's the it's what I'm called to. It's what we're called to. I believe in this time. It's why we're here, in this place at this time, as a society. Oh my God, I wasn't really intending to quite go that deep into that aspect of it. Beautiful. But that's what your lyric. As I've had that lyric playing in my head all weekend, it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm completely honored. Thank you. And, and, you know, Kurt, sometimes I, and I often said, I just push the pen. And this was one of those, this is a song that I'll tell you, the title came to me several years ago. Um, my friend, Julie Gold, who wrote um, the song, the anthem, uh, From a Distance, From a Distance, the World. And, um, She's one of my dear friends, and I'm proud to say, and she, and she is one of the most generous people I know. She created this little um, pocket of uh, in, inspired um, writing for her friends, in, in her songwriter friends, where they could come and spend an hour with her piano that she wrote from a distance on. Um, she, she lives in Manhattan, she lives in, in Greenwich Village, and so she, she, you, she says hello, you come up to her place and there's the piano. It's called, uh, it's a night piano, K-N-I-G-H-T. And she, and she says, here's my magic night. And she, she goes up on the roof of her uh, home, you know, of her building while you write a song. Uh, it's, it's magical, you know. And so I, I came up with this maybe that's what faith is for. And I couldn't get any further. And I said, Julie, thank you. I got, I got a great idea, but it's not complete. And I used the, you know, years. And so I thought, wow, when you said, you know, your talk was on faith, I thought, okay, now's the time. And it just, it was like a download, a lot of it, you know, I had to go back and, and tweak a couple things, but then I got the message, you know, up. Oh, Hands off. Well, thank you. I'm so delighted that um, that so we were thank able to you. person to help to move through that with you was really an honor. Yeah. Um, so just to sort of recap, um, the three points that I would make, given the three choruses that we had heard, is one that to recognize that that this living into faith is on a continuum, right? And we may start out, or we may even maybe it's not even starting out, but there are points in our journey when we're going to be coming at faith from a place of really out uh, um, giving giving voice to what we want to see in the outer world, right? And that's kind of our starting point. What we recognize as we go deeper into it is it's an inside job, that this really comes out of transforming my own beliefs, transforming my own um, in the environment we are now, whatever it is, rage, anger, frustration, um, self-righteousness or sense of righteous indignation, whatever that is, we start there. 
and allow that to be the space that we move forward. It, com it comes from within for the deepest kind of healing. Uh, and then the other is to be divinely guided, to recognize that it's through faith that we have um, the discernment to be able to let spirit move our feet in the direction that is going to bring forth the greatest expression of love, whatever that looks like, but to, to be able to trust in the faith and the guidance we get. And then to recognize that, you know, it's, it's not going to be, it's going to be a messy process. We're not going to perfe perfectly embody faith and love and uh, in every moment, right? It's going to be messy. And for us to be okay with that and still be able to bring forth what we're called to bring. So those are the three kind of takeaways that I'm <laughs> suggesting that we, um, that the, that's what was evoked for me. Um, what I'd like to do now is go ahead and Megan, have you sing the whole song again, and that'll be our intro into meditation. And then I would invite those of you who are listening to just allow this, the lyrics to wash over you, allow the energy of, you know, Megan decided this beautiful kind of creative momentum that happened at that piano, allow that to be a part of what you take in and just see what um, spirit has for you, evokes for you about your faith and about what your calling is and, and these um, really fraught times. Great. So, Megan. So, thank you. All right. When tears or laughter come uncalled Spark a heart unknowingly stalled In that instant, love's unwalled God steps in and breaks my fall God steps in and breaks my fall When simply walking down the street Unfamiliar eyes will meet I could see fear or something sweet God steps in and moves my feet God steps in and moves my feet And maybe that's what faith is for So wild and unexpected Right outside my door Alive and unprotected Cause it's faith It's faith. 
This is our opportunity to move into a time of meditation and reflection. The time to just um, quiet mind and heart. There is so much that we're absorbing in terms of what's happening in the world. There's so much that we're absorbing in terms of the energies of having been cooped up for three months that our, our hearts and minds are so full. So this is a moment when we can just be present to it without pushing it away or ignoring it. Just be present to it. And to know that deep within us, we have this incredible capacity for faith. It may feel small like a mustard seed, but to know that that's enough. That's enough for us to begin to move along this continuum of faith and and to be able to express the divine more fully. That's enough for us to be able to discern which direction we ought to be moving to bring forth a greater expression of love and love's energy. And it's up enough for us to be fearless in terms of knowing that we have all that's necessary to move into that space where we can be a presence we can stand for peace and love right where we are at the very level of consciousness that we have. While it might be messy and it might, uh, might raise questions within as we simply allow spirit to move within us, we can trust that we have all the faith that's needed to move forward in love that the power of love might be the energy that motivates us. And so I invite you now to rest for a moment in the silence, assured that you have all the faith necessary to allow healing of your own hearts and also to know that as we heal our own hearts, that that energy is actually expressed in the greater world. So let's rest for a moment in the quiet and let spirit do its mighty healing work within each and every one of us in the silence. Very gently now, I would invite you to bring your attention back to the sounds around you. And to remember that this space that we've created, this space for healing, this space for guidance, is a collective space. Even though we're not in the same room, 
the energy that we are collectively experiencing has a power to reach beyond the walls in which we sit to know that that energy will carry us forward into the day and into our lives so thank you thank you thank you god for this connection for our awareness that truly we are one and for the inspiration and the courage and the guidance to bring that oneness forth in all the world so it is and so we let it be amen maybe that's what faith is for so wild and unexpected right outside your door alive and unprotected because it's faith and maybe Thank you, Megan, and thank you, Kurt. That was so beautiful and so necessary for us at this given time uh, in our personal and collective histories. So, you know, right now I want to talk with everyone a little bit about the practical application of faith. So Reverend Kurt and, and, and Megan have talked about the idea of using our faith, like how can faith be a tool. So I'm going to give us some ideas how we can walk through the week and using that as a tool. I think we all obviously know and feel that this is a time of deep, deep healing. And as Reverend Kurt said, you know, it's messy and it's not fun at all, but it's so necessary. You know, our, our souls, humanity's soul, collectively humanity's soul is crying out for healing. And so we are in that space right now and we just have to just hold it and feel it as Rev Kurt said. And, you know, when I was here last time, you know, did the, my sermon the last time I was talking about my own process about listening. And I thought you know, Reverend Kurt's um, talk was exactly in the same line about feeling about really listening to where we're at. And it really all starts with that, with that internal work about really being connected with yourself and your divine and what your, your mind, body, and soul needs to be able to then create that healing that will then go out and manifest into the world. It was interesting. I had a conversation this week with a friend of mine, um, a white male friend, and he, um, we, we hadn't talked in a while and just said, hey, let's check in. And so and he was talking to me about just really being so in hurt and pain about everything that was happening in Minneapolis um, and just talking about really needing to feel joy and needing to feel faith, right? And so coming off of this whole virus business, it feels like the world is off its axis, is it not? Like it feels really like overwhelming at times. And so I got that. And so we talked about that. And then he said, you know, how, is, how are you? And I said, oh, I just came back from a weekend in nature in Wisconsin, and it was so great. And and then I said something which I was shocked. I, you know, now reflecting on it, uh, I wouldn't normally say it, no, not to anyone probably, or even to him. Um, and what I said was, it was actually really great. Even I was surprised that the very white um, 
conservative rural town that I rented a place at was so receptive to me and my friend. And so walking through the town, and especially even my sh shock at white men who were so friendly and so welcoming, and I realized that had not all, that has not been my experience in life. Um, and so I just said that to him in passing and just saying, oh, that was such a great feeling to like be at peace and feel welcomed. And especially by people who I've always not necessarily felt welcome, felt welcomed by. And so he said to me, I, I wouldn't have thought that you felt that way. And so we kind of just passed through the conversation and started dealing with other things, but I hung up and I just was really in this moment of like, wow, something powerful just happened. And I remembered a time when I was eight years old and uh, I felt that um, we had gone to a restaurant, my family and I, and we were shunned at the restaurant. And I've had this reoccurring thing for years. And I kept saying I was going to ask my mom because part of me believed that I had made this up somehow or was a movie or something. I really never was sure. And I realized part of me never wanted to know if I was sure because I never asked her. So right after I got off the phone with, with him, I called my mom and I said, I had this reoccurring feeling that this situation happened. Did it happen when we were going, I assumed it was when we were going south to Texas one time. And she said, oh yeah, that happened, but it wasn't going south. It was, we were going right over to Michigan. Um, we went to a restaurant and it was an all white restaurant and they didn't want to serve us. And all the people from the town were just staring at us very uncomfortably. So your father and I decided that we needed to leave. And so then all the memory came back of me holding my mom's hand, walking to the car and feeling this intense fear as a child of, you know, I was about eight and looking back and seeing the townspeople at the door, just staring at us and making sure that we left and just giving us those dirty looks. And that was the first time that I actually realized that being different really was not a good thing. And the first time that I felt fear over who I was and what I looked like. I only shared the story, I posted about it in Facebook, um, you know, and just talking about the stories that, that I have, that all of us have, that people of color have um, about living in this country. And so I say that not to, again, evoke any kind of somebody needing to do something or somebody needing to feel bad about it or anything like that. I bring this up to say exactly what Reverend Kurt's talking about is that it's in these moments of just listening, of sitting with the feelings that the magic happens, the beauty happens, you know, and that when we sit in our truth, we allow other people then to speak their truth. And so I was shocked when I posted on Facebook, you know, oftentimes, yeah, we post, especially, for, you know, we, we want to promote Unity North Shore, we want to promote our services, we want to promote ourselves, but I posted that really for me. And I was just shocked at how many people responded and kind of started telling their own stories as well. And so it's just, for me, it's an important place for us to begin with just sitting with our feelings about where we're at in all of this and knowing, you know, that as Megan Song said, you know, those tears of joy, those tears or that joy that you feel is about sparking that unknowing 
unknowingly things that are knowingly stalled it's about moving energetically to a new place to a new and creative place where we can really really transform those feelings into this new amazing bold glorious vision so i want to offer just a couple three things that i think we can do this week and so um it's feel pray and act not eat pray love y'all it's feel pray and act so the first one as we've been talking is just feel allow yourself to feel what you're feeling are you feeling you know sadness are you feeling guilt are you feeling dismayed are you feeling overwhelmed allow yourself to feel what you need to feel and maybe talk with someone about that whether it's a professional or a friend or or prayer or talking to i don't know whatever whatever that feels like for you but just allowing yourself to really to cry if you need to cry to air box if you need to air box i mean whatever that is to kind of really move you through that allow yourself to feel and the second is to pray i mean we are prayer people as unity you know we are essential light workers as unity folks new thought folks so pray and i encourage everyone to pray with someone so if you don't have a prayer partner maybe get yourself a prayer partner even if it's temporary and pray with somebody maybe just once a week for the next month and pray about what's happening in the world and see and speak together a new vision of the world um and so you can you can do that i'll share also um, on facebook we did an ancestral clearing a number of months ago maybe do that with folks where you're repeating this kind of clearing out of all these energetic patterns that we still carry with us that are still reverberating in the world as racism as other forms of toxicity and so that can have power too so pray pray together praying alone is great but i encourage folks to pray together and the last thing is about acting. It's sort of what Megan was saying. One of my favorite things she said is feet to faith. I love, I love that, that phrase. I've always used it. And it's about doing something. But doing something means a lot of different things. What is your spirit calling you to do? It's not necessarily going out into the street and protesting. If that's your jam, great, go do it. But that's not necessarily what we're all called to do. One of the first things that we can do is tithe. Tithe your time, talent, and treasure. So maybe you donate to causes, maybe you donate to some of the grassroots organizations that are doing some of this healing work. I certainly can provide some suggestions for folks if you're interested or your, your talent to organizations, what have you. Something simple in terms of acting is reaching out to people who might be suffering right now and may be feeling the reverberations of all of this, whether it's um, your African-American friends or your Black Latino friends or just people of color or even police officers. I have friends that are police officers that are some of the most amazing, beautiful human beings on this planet. And they too are suffering because they're in this whole light, they're in this whole systemic situation that they're also taking the pain and the hurt of this as well so we're reaching out reach out to people who and don't ask them necessarily what they need because right now when you're in that it's like that's even too much to do to if you want somebody they're asking you so do something send them flowers bake them a cake i don't know whatever spirit calls you to do but let them know that you love them and let them know that you have their back and the last thing I'll say is, is in terms of as acting is educate. Let's educate ourselves. If you don't know things about white privilege, if you don't know things about um, 
being in, in trauma as a person of color, whatever, educate yourself. We've got the beauty of the internet that can give you all sorts of resources. And I, I'll help by providing some resources on our Unity North Shore Facebook group so that we can educate ourselves and understand what's happening and just really understand all these structural patterns, all these energetic patterns that are colliding at this time. So all of this is to say is like we, we are speaking up and speaking out that is important, but it's going to look different for everyone. But it is important that we put our feet to our faith with whatever that means. And so all of these things are those small moments, right? They're the small moments where the profound change happens, where the beauty happens. So let's make that happen, y'all. Let's make that happen in our lives every day this week in whatever small and beautiful way that we can so that we are transforming our pain. We're not allowing ourselves to be stuck in this pain. We are transforming it for a new tomorrow. We are transforming for a vision where we are co-creating a world that is truly working for all. So let's do it this week, you all. Amen. And so it is. Thanks, Christina. Oh my gosh, I've got so many ideas myself. I'm going to give two more. So Ann Baker has put in the chat stream, for those of you who may not have the chat stream on, that those of you in Evanston at Church and Ridge at 1.30, there's going to be a rally today. She says, wear a mask, and it'll start at Church and Ridge, and it's ending up at ETHS, Evanston High School. So if it's a beautiful day out if you want to get out and just um, have an outlet to be able to begin to express, suggest that. The other one, this is kind of an out-of-the-box one, but there, Hulu has this amazing new series called Little Fires Everywhere right now that really delves in to the ways in which bias and racism are just kind of baked in to how we show up with each other. Um, Google it, find out more about it. It's an amazing series based on a book by the same name, uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Okay, <laughs> that's enough. I think we've got them plenty, huh? Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. And if you'd like to support the ministries of Unity on the North Shore, you can text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 815-827-6052. Again, text GIVE to 815-827-6052. Or visit us online and click the donate button www.unityns.org. You'll also find there a complete menu of offerings for sort of remote and distance learning through this time of sequestering. God bless you. And again, thanks for joining.